You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Monday, March 1st. We've made it to March. And there's a lot to talk about with decisions that are coming up for the Steelers. Today, we're going to talk about the three extensions that are most likely to happen over the next over the next couple weeks. But we're going to power rank them. Who's the most important if one can't happen? And when I say we, I'm doing it with a friend of the podcast. That's Joey from Joey Bag of Donuts and the uh, the Bag of Donuts podcast. He's joining the show today. We're going to talk about that. And then, of course, it's Mock Draft Monday. We're going to get his Mock Draft on the Steelers. And then we're going to pick the winner of you, the listeners, of who submitted on the Locked on Steelers Facebook group. Remember, you can join that at any point in time. There's over 1,200 Steelers fans in the group. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON20, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-2-0, and you will get 20% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Let's get into it. So on Mondays, y'all know it's Mock Draft Monday, and I like to try to bring in some guests for this now. I realize if I just keep doing my own mock drafts all the time, it'll get boring because y'all get y'all you get that I, I want a certain way. So I'm going to bring in different people every Monday, and we got a great friend of the podcast right here. He's the guy who's had me on his podcast for years, Joey Bag of Donuts. You guys know and love him on Twitter, the host of the Donut Bag Podcast. Joey, thanks for coming on. How you been, my brother? I am great. It is such an honor to be on this show. This is Locked On Steelers is my favorite podcast. Oh, that's so that, that means a lot. I I'm usually like when I listen to it, I'm usually yelling at it at some point, <laughs> especially when Tony is on. So uh, it is it is awesome. Always uh, thanks for having me on again. Oh, so it's always fun to have you here, buddy. Uh, you'll probably be yelling at Tony uh, tomorrow for Tony Tuesdays. He will be <laughs> back for then. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what conspiracy theories he cooks up. But I wanted to take a, a, a different kind of conversation today because there wasn't any crazy news that popped up over the weekend. You know, we know that Art Rooney said basically the deadline for Ben Roethlisberger's uh, contract restructuring is March 17th, which is the day, the first day of free agency. So, like, we know all that's coming. But Part of the decisions that are coming forward, Joey, for the Steelers are figuring out other places to get money. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, my opinion is they got to restructure Stefan to it and they got to find a way. Uh, we all know Ben Roethlisberger's restructures at the top. So, like, we're presuming that's going to either get done or he's going to be gone. He's not coming back with the same salary cap number. It's just not happening. But there are three players who aren't restructures they need to be extended and what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to power rank who we would want to see extended for the Steelers uh in this situation because and they're all big money makers for the Steelers if you look at their uh their current roster construction you see there are there, there are a few guys at the top of the food chain one Ben Roethlisberger we know he's cap money but the guy behind Ben Roethlisberger with the largest cap number on the season it's Joe Hayden at $15.5 million and some extra change there. Um, behind him, we know Stephon Tuitt. Uh, that's why we said we, we talked about restructure, but he's on the line for a few years, so it's not about extending him. It's just about 
fixing its money. And then behind him is Steven Nelson at a $14.4 million cap hit. And then behind him is David DeCastro at a $14.2 million cap hit. Now, Joey, that's a lot of money. And all these guys are on the final years of their contract with the Steelers. All of them also, I say, are important to the roster right now and maybe for the next few years. Looking at these guys, I want to take the chance to sit you the power, and we're doing power rankings just to make fun and have fun with it with this discussion. But who would be the least important person that you think needs to be extended of this trio, given their age and what the, and what they bring for the Steelers? That's tough because they're all so valuable. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you do? They're, you know, what do you do without Tuit? What do you do without? Um, Hayden or Nelson and, and DeCastro. I mean, that offensive line is, is a mess as it is. So, right. I mean, it is really hard to think of who who would be the most important out of all those. Mm-hmm. I would probably well, say DeCastro. And, and what, I, what, what I would uh, also remind you, we're, we're, we're going to throw out to it because they can they can just kind of move his money around. He doesn't need to be extended. Okay. Um, but 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 yes, DeCastro, De Nelson and Hayden. So you're saying DeCastro is your most important or your least important? I say DeCastro is my most important because okay. they just need – I mean, the, the offensive line is the biggest weakness on this team right now. Uh, and DeCastro is, I believe, 31. Hayden, I believe, is 31. Mm-hmm. And Steve Nelson's only 28. So, right. I mean, I, I guess Hayden would be the least – Okay. important but still i mean that's you know and, and and i've heard you say that you know people say oh well hayden's old he's lost a step and and i know you say it doesn't matter that he's lost a step because it's not how he operates he, right you know he does it on you know smarts and or or, or other things so mm-hmm. um yeah i mean there's just no now you know let's say you did lose hayden or nelson or something like that you do have sort of backups i mean uh who, who is uh who, who's the who's a free agent that uh mike uh, uh, uh well cameron sutton would be yeah the top cameron, guy. cam sutton yeah. who, I'm, who is who i'm thinking is it possibly yeah. you could bring him in right but i mean I, in my opinion justin lane is a bit of a bust so yeah he hasn't um, shown it yet for sure yeah so that's you know they're they're really uh stuck there so i mean they 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 have to keep them see that's where i'm at joey is that if I'm power ranking, I, I just, I'm with you. I'm putting Dave DeCastro first because I know that he had a rough year, but he was injured coming into the season. I think that that guy can get back to playing at a high level. He doesn't have the injury history that Marquise Pouncey had that kind of forced him to retire at this stage that he's at now. Um, David DeCastro, I would want to – I think that he can bounce back. And like you said, this isn't going to be an, a new era of the Steelers' offensive line. You know, David DeCastro is the only thing left over from the great years when they had a lineup that every week you were like, I want to go to war with those guys. You know, we're looking at potentially Zach Banner at left tackle, maybe Chooks at right tackle, or a draft pick at one of those tackle positions. We're looking at potentially a draft pick at the center position, Kevin Dotson at, starting at guard. You would want amongst that group, a, def- a definitive leader for the next two years to smooth things over, set the tone of what an offensive line is supposed to be and to be an enforcer. Cause we've also seen in all those years, you know, people talked about how they loved Marquise Pouncey going to and defending Ben Roethlisberger or Le'Veon Bell, whenever he thought they had a late, late hit. David Castro was one of those dudes too. You saw him put his, his face in the mix and being like, get off my guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, 
the the offensive line is just it, it, I mean I guess it was bound to happen that you right. know you had a good offensive line for so long I mean I guess you could fault the Steelers for not properly addressing it and you know uh, you know with draft picks in previous years but I mean we're you know we're at where we're at and they need the Castro yeah I agree I think the Castro's priority here. To, to me, I, I really think there's a possibility they can get all three of these guys done. But in the situation where they find it maybe impossible to get one of them done, I think it comes down to a decision of Joe Hayden or Steven Nelson. Nelson, of course, gives you the long, the more longevity because he's younger. But I just I look at Joe Hayden and the way that he's a leader on the team. I'm telling you, Joey, when when we would go to Latrobe and we'd see him, when you see the cornerbacks and the, and the secondary lining up, uh, you know, you know, in warmups and stretching together, he's always the guy leading the conversation, always the guy in the middle of it. And everyone's kind of looking to and being like, Joe, what about this? And da, 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 da. And to me, that's important to have that kind of leadership. And I think that he's a guy that could be still playing at a high level for the next two seasons that the Steelers could use. Not saying that they shouldn't also try to keep Nelson because I think they should. But if I had to choose one or the other, I know it's kind of crazy, but I feel like that guy should still be Joe Hayden. Uh, there were, I could be wrong on this, but I believe there were two games that Joe Hayden missed, uh, this past season. The one was against the bills and then the playoff game against the Browns. And in both games, the secondary was an absolute mess. And I don't think that was a coincidence that uh, Joe Hayden wasn't there. You're absolutely right. And the only time this team faced Patrick Mahomes was a few years ago when the chiefs like slaughtered them and early in the season. And Joe Hayden wasn't there for that one. I, I think that's like, I hadn't even thought about that. And if I did some quick searching here on pro football reference was, were those the two high most points that they allowed all season in the games? I believe so. That's, I mean, yeah. I Joey, look at, look at, look at Joey coming on and ousting the, the NFL analyst here. I didn't even think of that kind of a take right there, but for me, that speaks volumes to what he does in this secondary it, it, and beyond just his play. But his communication and, and knowing that hey we can we can keep up um, you know we we can keep up the certain things okay so it wasn't it wasn't the, the two highest the Browns were definitely the most of course because they scored forty eight points but the their win over the Eagles and their loss over the Bengals technically all they, they did have more but only by a few points they allowed twenty six points against the Bills and one of them was a pick six but still. The, the point where the game got away from them and to your point Joey was when Stephon Diggs. And can't, got loose, and the Steelers didn't have an answer for him. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just, and I mean, Nelson is 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 good, and I mean, we know the problems they've had at cornerback for so many years, and now it's it's been stabilized. So I don't want to lose either one of those guys. So I mean, hopefully, hopefully they can make it work, and just you know. It, we, we, we talked about this on my podcast and people fault the Steelers for, Oh, you're so bad at drafting cornerbacks. It's like, it's not really their fault. It's right. just the position is not, uh, it, it, it is a pretty high failure rate at drafting cornerbacks. And that's just mm-hmm. the way it is. So yeah, you got a couple good ones. Keep them. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you entirely. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We begin mock draft Monday by going over a mock draft from Joey. He's going to give it, give me his picks. We're going to chop it up about them. And then we'll get to your picks in the third segment. Who won mock draft Monday in the locked on Steelers Facebook group. But first we got to talk to our friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. The only place that we trust here in the locked on podcast network to place bets on. 
Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, Locked On, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with our friend Joey from the Joey Bag of, or the Bag of Donuts podcast, but you know him as Joey Bag of Donuts on Twitter. Joey, so for Mock Draft Monday, we wanted to bring you in, and let's have some, we always have fun with, with, with on this show with this uh, with this segment every week, um, and so we got a chance to you know look at your Mock Draft for the Steelers. Now, we didn't do any trading just yet for those who are the trade hypers and, and want to, and like, what about this? What if I trade up to get Trey Lance or trade back to get this? We will get to that point at some point in this off season, but there's, I still think there's a lot to discuss about who they can pick without trading up or back or anything like that. And so Joey, you had some interesting picks. I wanted you to go over uh, what your thought process was. Cause you, in your picks here, you, it's just right to the T you address the Steelers need with your first three picks. Your first pick is Samuel Cosme tackle out of Texas at 24. Um, then your second pick is Javante Williams running back out of North Carolina at 55 and then center. Quinn Miners at, 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 in the third round at 87, uh, the guy, the, the guy out of the small school with Wisconsin Whitewater, you went right after the Steelers' immediate needs in the first three rounds. Yeah, and really the only reason I chose Cosme is because the your guy Mayfield is like the darling of the mock drafts right yeah. now for the Steelers. Everybody is mm-hmm. saying uh, Jalen Mayfield to the Steelers. <laughs> and I just wanted to be a little bit different. Um, So yeah, Mayfield would be my first pick and he was actually available, but um, yeah, it's cause really me. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Cause me looks, looks like a good uh, uh, pick. And then Javante Williams, I, I've seen some mock drafts where people take running backs like in the fourth round or something like that. Mm-hmm. Please, no, no, yeah. no. We've done that already. We did that last year. Don't mm-hmm. do that. They need a running back in the second or third round. Uh, I think Javante Williams is another darling. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't hate if they took like Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis, yes, Travis Etienne does not look like someone the Steelers would take. Uh, it seems like he's not a Steelers type player. I I've heard he has issues with pass protection. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't hate Najee Harris, but uh, yeah, you know, tackle it, tackle it uh, first round running back second round. And then, you know, you know, uh, center and third round uh, minors. That's another darling. Yeah. Uh, everybody's talking about him. So. No, I agree. Minors is such a, a good value pick in the third round because to me I'm telling you when I look at that kid and the stuff that I saw in the senior bowl that looks like a dude who's ready to go to war with NFL talent and 
if you can get that guy and maybe the Steelers still sign a center in free agency and just not, not, not the expensive one, but maybe they go and they get like a guy who costs them three to $4 million a year. And it's like, Hey, if all things blow up with this minors kid and things don't work out, we got you as a vet to come in and kind of stabilize the line and just don't stink at the center position. Um, but you also address center late in your draft, but going, going into your other picks, um, your fourth round pick, you went tight end with Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. I like that pick because that's a good value pick. The Steelers do need a second tight end behind Eric Ebron. He's another guy that they could look at extending. I guess I should have included him in our power rankings. So good, good yeah. hindsight there, Chris. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but Tommy Tremble, I like that pick. But the pick, the, the next two picks that I love, and yes, there's bias here. You pick Jalen Twyman with the 141st pick and uh, Jimmy Morrissey specifically because those are some pit guys right there. Um, and both of them, I think are great value for late round picks. I just realized I had two, uh, two pit guys um, back to back in, in, in consecutive rounds. That's awesome. Um, you know, every year it seems like they take a pit guy mm-hmm. and I think it speaks to um the insider knowledge aspect, you yeah. know, it's, it's why they took a couple Maryland guys mm-hmm. last year, you know, so, I mean, they know these players better than, than most. So yeah, I, I would love, I mean, you know, you got to do something with, you know, I, I think Tyson Alou is a free agent. Uh, you you got to do something with that. I mean, it ain't going to be JJ Watt. So, right. right. Um, there. You know, you got, you got to do something at defensive tackle and uh, yeah, I, I, I hear you talk about Morrissey. You know, it sounds like a great uh, overachiever. Yes. Yeah, he's he's the guy. For those who don't, haven't heard me talk about Jimmy Morrissey before, um, he was a walk on at Pitt. He started all four of his years, became a, a captain on the team, was the captain of the offensive line. And he got a late invite to go to the senior bowl, like literally the night before the game, came up, studied the playbook, did a couple warmups with the team and then played left guard, right guard and center during the senior bowl and looked good in those, in, in that, in the game. Um, he's the guy that he's always been overlooked, but he never, like, it's a chip on his shoulder, but not aggressively. So, and he, he always comes off as level headed. I've talked to him a lot. Um, I think that he would be great for anyone's locker room. And I think he's a guy who could ascend to being a starter somewhere uh, in, in a couple seasons. I'm not so sure he's one you want to bank on to be a center right now, but with, you know, with a Quinn Miners and him and maybe even another veteran that you sign, I just look at him as a great role, especially Jimmy Morrissey. Like people talk, remember BJ Finney, that guy played center, right guard, exactly. left guard. You moved them all around. That's a great fit for Jimmy Morrissey. If you, and again, fifth, sixth round where you, where you had him, that's, that's awesome. That that's exactly where you want to pick a guy like that. You need to rebuild this line and you need that versatile super sub uh, Swiss army knife where you can put anywhere. And, and Jalen Twyman again, um, Jalen Twyman again, a, a defensive tackle who going into this season and, and, and Joe, you're, 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 you're of Pittsburgh. You're from here. So, you know, you, you're, you get more of the hype that, you know, that was built into Jalen Twyman. There was talk about him being maybe the best defensive tackle in this draft class, um, before the whole season happened and he opted out of the season cause he didn't want to get COVID. Um, to me, if you get him in the fourth round, like that's a, that's a home run. Like that's a, Hey, we, that, that, that's your Javon Hargrave. And he would probably even be better than Javon Hargrave. I think it's going to be very interesting how the players that opted out, how they are handled. 
you know, there's no issue of character. There's no issue of rust, so to speak. But I think the issue is we just don't haven't seen much of you on tape right. or at least, you know, for, for the last year. So it's hard to evaluate someone who you haven't seen in a year as opposed to someone else who did play last year and you have lots of tape on them. Exactly. I mean, Chuba Hubbard, the running back out of Oklahoma State, this time last year, if he had come out, he'd have been a pick. And he'd be, we'd be talking about him like we're talking about Harris, Javante Williams, and, and Travis Etienne. Everyone's talking about how, you know, what, what he could do. Now, because he he didn't play this season, people are like, eh, fourth or fifth round. And understand me so, because you're like, I, you know what? What if his what if his legs aren't right? What if something, what if he, what if he lost a step? And, and, and that could really change up how this year gets perceived. Uh, as far as and, and lead to some serious steals, not just for the Steelers, but for a lot of teams out there. I mean, Patrick Jones, Rashad, uh, um, Rashad Weaver, the two the two edge rushers for Pitt, they played this season and they're like middle round guys, and they're both consensus All Americans, like some of the best edge rushers in college football from last year. Um, I, I just it seems like a very different kind of season when I look at how college football players are being ranked. Um, and also, uh, Joey's final picks were Darren Hall, cornerback out of San Diego State, and back-to-back edge rushers in the late rounds, Jonathan Cooper from Ohio State and Malik Herring from Georgia, two uh, blue blood super programs in, in uh, major conferences in college football. And I think that's a good move on your part, Joey, uh, to, to double dip at edge rusher late, because if you could just hit on one of those guys, you got your backup and you're not as worried about the edge rushing position and backing up Highsmith and TJ Watt. They're going to need someone. That's, you know, how, whether, whether they draft, I mean, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round guys are just, you know, crapshoots, but they're going to have to address that position. I mean, that's, you know, it, it makes me laugh when people say, oh, the Steelers aren't going to contend next year, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we don't know what this team is going to look like six months from now. It's right. going, it could be drastically different. There's so many players out there and every team has their own issues with the cap and everything going on. So this could be a very different team next year. It could easily be a completely different team next year. And again, I think they're, they're even saying, hey, we want to be a different team because we want to run the ball. And, and and like like in your draft, if they go and they do what you're doing and they say, hey, we're going to get an, a, an offensive tackle, a running back and a center in, in whatever order, this is going to be a different team because they haven't invested in the run game like that in a long, like since since when they drafted Le'Veon Bell on the backs, uh, you know, in the years just after they drafted Pouncey DeCastro and Marcus Gilbert. So great point there joey saying that people who are predicting and saying they're definitely going to be out of it right now are just a little over the top we're going to take one more quick break when we come back we're going to pick about the listeners you the listeners out there um who participated in mock draft monday if you didn't if you missed your chance don't forget you can join uh the locked on steelers facebook group where we play this you, any submission on the post that i make on on a friday throughout the weekend will be considered um we're trying to even out who gets picked to win each week um and uh and of course we pick our we pick a new winner each week so get in there join the group as soon as possible and play that um and uh we, we, we try to get winners each week we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we'll pick the winner first a message from built bar you need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day but also be good for you that's where built bar comes in built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar they have 18 amazing flavors including six of their newest ones being caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisps there's so much to enjoy and also 
Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON20. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-20, all capital letters and all one word. And you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Joey from the Bag of Donuts podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Joey Bag of Donuts. That is your handle, right? Because I know it's your name. What's your actual handle for people to follow, Joey? Is Joey Bag of Donuts, but it's a V instead of an F. Ah, that's right. That's right. I know there was a trick to it. Okay, but do follow him. He's a, he's one of the best Twitter follows you can ever have and uh he gives you all this Pittsburgh not just sports but pop culture talk that's why it's great and do follow uh, do subscribe to his bag of donuts podcast it's hilarious I think uh, I'm supposed to be back on there again soon talking about WandaVision and stuff so we got a lot of great stuff coming oh, yeah but um uh, but oh, Joey yeah. we got to announce this week's mock draft Monday winner um congrats to all those you know to, to this winner but hey Everyone who posted, there was a lot of great posts in there. We're going to get to new ones every week. But this week's winner was Scott Pavel. And Scott knows me. I know Scott. We've been talking about draft stuff for years. We, he, he used to write a behind the steel curtain. He does it now at Steelers Depot. I mean, he was a behind the steel curtain when I was. And so Scott's a guy who I had several good conversations about the draft was. And so I picked this draft because I liked some of the elements he had here. Now, in the first two rounds, like you, Joey, he addresses key needs in the run game. And his first pick at 24 was Najee Harris. And I don't think that's one that people can, you know, can, 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 can yell at too much unless you're one of the people that says drafting a running back in the first round's dumb. You know, again, it depends on who's available. Um, and he does something different here. And again, this is something I was telling you off air, but he drafts Samuel Cosby in the second round. Some people ha- are going to have Cosby ranked, among the top five or top six seven some people are going to have him ranked around maybe the the bottom of the top 10 and that could affect where he gets drafted it also depends on uh, you know it ultimately depends on who, where the Steelers rank him um but getting Cosby and Harris in the, in the second round, it's kind of like the flip of how you did you got Cosby in the first and Javante Williams in the second and, and there's some people out there that think that Javante Williams may be the better back between him and Harris Yeah, I I would not hate Najee Harris uh, mm-hmm. in the first round. I would I would be very happy with that. Um, so we'll see. Now, a, a lot of mock drafts just he he goes he goes like at eighteen or something. So yeah. I mean, yeah. he's you know usually the mock drafts I've done, he's Najee Harris is not an, uh, even available. No, I agree. I, I, I've seen that myself. Um, he doesn't he doesn't fall to the Steelers. I, I think I think like you said about Travis Etienne. Uh, we were talking off there, I believe, about that too. But Etienne is more of a speed back that looks like an Alvin Kamara, and everyone's like, "Well, what? A, well, I'd be great to have an Alvin Kamara." But Alvin Kamara isn't your every down feature back that can pass protect and catch out the backfield and run people over and work in between the tackles. Uh, and so that's why you kind of need a specific type of offense to run that look. But uh, Najee Harris, I think, is a great pick. I think Cosme, like I said with you, I think it's a, that's a great pick for what the Steelers need. You get two key needs of the way. But Scott goes a completely different direction here in the third round. He goes and gets cornerback 
Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State. Now, as anyone who might not remember, Asante Samuel Jr. is the son of Asante Samuel, who was a key cornerback for the Patriots in their early Super Bowl winning days of the early 2000s, and then also with the Eagles uh, when, when, when they started to get better in the mid-2000s, um, into late 2000s. But Asante Samuel Jr., I've seen some tape on this guy, Joey. He would be a guy that I could bring in and then next year you maybe you're like, you know what? We don't need to extend Joe Hayden or Steven Nelson. Cause if he comes in and has a solid year, now you're not worried about Justin Lane being your, the first guy you call up. I still say you signed Cameron Sutton, but adding a guy who he has good athleticism, he has good ball reflexes. He he's a guy that seems to play well and was on a, you know, on an sec team. So he saw plenty of passing offenses over the years that could be a different kind of move that people aren't talking about more getting cornerback depth there. That could give you some ease in the salary cap in the coming seasons. I love this. And this sounds like a perfect Steelers pick because how much do they love getting um, kids of NFL players Mm -hmm. or, or brothers or someone, some relative that has been in the NFL. So that is perfect. Uh, You can't have too many cornerbacks. So yeah, this is a great pick. To your point, Tomlin has talked about that before saying, you know, people might think, oh, you're just picking him because he's so-and-so's kid. But you got to understand there is a a level of expectation and a level of preparedness that goes into being an an NFL player, any professional athlete to any extent. And there are extra challenges that you got to face and decisions that you got to come to like, you know, Hey, you know, do I work out here? Do I do this? What, what do I put my emphasis on? And when you have a family member, whether it's a dad an uncle, a brother, whatever you, who knows what those decisions are going to be, you get much better insight on how to handle yourself, not just with the media, but just on your day-to-day lifestyle and what you focus on and how you, what, you know, you learn, what did your old man or whoever you're looking up to do that, He's like, I, I should have done this instead of this with my life. That kind of stuff does bleed over and helps those those kind of legacy players make better decisions. Not saying that's definitely what happens with Asante Samuel or that that happens for, for every, you know, legacy player that comes into the NFL. But it's something that that does happen. And I think that, uh you know, that the Steelers would take account for. And it's why it's an interesting pick with Asante Samuels. And then now this might upset some some Steelers listeners. Scott's Scott's fourth round pick was Amari Rogers, receiver out of Clemson, and everyone's like, "Oh, another receiver! God, like, why we come on? We got. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this?" But he does something interesting here. Amari Rogers, I think, is one of the more underrated receivers in this draft class. Um, he made a lot of plays with Trevor Lawrence, and I think that he made you know, him and Powell, the other the other kid that's that, that's that's the other receiver from Clemson that's in this draft. You get one of those mid to late round guys. How many times have the Steelers, Joey, picked one of those middle round guys and then they're either a superstar for the team or a star for a few years that goes off and makes big money somewhere else and then get, get you a comp pick back? It happens all the time. The Steelers are really good at drafting wide receivers. <laughs> so keep on drafting wide receivers. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, I, I'm loving this. Uh, yeah, he was he was awesome with Clemson. Uh I yeah that's it's a great pick at at that round love it it it, to me it's a big it's a big fit that helps the Steelers out and again drafting drafting Deontay Johnson James Washington and Chase Claypool in the years after Juju Smith-Schuster has put them in the point where they don't have to commit money to Juju again I you know Joey you know me I'm a big backer of Juju but I just don't think that they can afford to keep him right now with the money crunch that they're in and then next year while you're signing you know I know that I've said they, they have a lot of guys that are signed that, that they a lot of cap space they're going to need to sign 
TJ Watt. They're going to need to sign Minka Fitzpatrick. They might want to sign Terrell Edmonds. There, there's going to be a lot of decisions that they need to make in the coming years. And is paying, you know, James Washington, who's the, the receiver that would be up next year after this season, um, is paying James Washington, would that be a priority for the team? If you draft Amari Rodgers and he works out, there's a chance that he couldn't, but if he works out, you're going into 2022 with three young receivers still who are talented with whatever quarterback that you have, whether it's Ben Roethlisberger continuing his career or a rookie or a guy that you, that you get that's a veteran in free agency or through trading. Uh, but that I think drafting a wide receiver in the middle to late rounds is still a smart idea to keep the continuity going in the passing offense. Other teams would love to be good at drafting wide receivers. Ask the Ravens if they would like to draft some good wide receivers. <laughs> so, you know, this is this is a very uh, nice thing that the, the Steelers are able to do. So, yeah, keep keep getting those wide receivers. I forget who tweeted this, but there was a Ravens fan who tweeted one of my favorite things during the season. And he said, we could go in the first round, trade up and get Devontae Smith. And the Steelers would go and draft a guy in the seventh round from a junior college named Boo Boo Blanket. And he would be better than Devontae Smith. Like, that's just how it feels with other teams looking so at true. looking at that. And, and it's so funny because it's like, it, it's very true. Yep. Like, and, and Steelers fans feel the same way about cornerback. Like, oh man, why couldn't we get Richard Sherman? By the way, Richard Sherman was a fifth round pick. Um, yeah. You know, but why can't that happen to us? It's, you know, different teams have different strengths and it just happens that way. But, you know, again, it's not guaranteed that Amari Rogers is that. But if the Steelers thought that he was, I would give them the full stamp of approval. Like, hey, I trust your word over, you know, over, over mine, um, you know, as far as picking that. And then Scott rounds out his picks, Trey Hill, an interior offensive lineman from Georgia, helping with the, you know, the inside of the line. Maybe, you know, maybe he moves over to center, does some guard, left guard, right guard. Again, that's the middle rounds there. Gets an edge rush from Duke and Chris Rumpf, uh, uh, the second, which I guess means they have a kid because they're not junior. That's always weird to me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, edge rusher out of Duke and then a tight end, Luke Farrell out of Ohio State. And then another cornerback, Kerry Vincent Jr. out of LSU. Good, uh, you know, so, so, you know, big, big schools there. Um, Ohio State and LSU to finish out. Uh, ultimately, Joey, this still prioritized the run game while still bringing back some emphasis to say, hey, let's get some guys outside the numbers. Let's get a receiver and a cornerback to help with those key positions. I don't think that's such a bad, such a bad idea. I know we're, we're going to be talking about offensive line and running back and even off-ball linebacker maybe you know, all to death over the next few months. But those are positions I absolutely would keep in the fold to say, hey, maybe we should be looking at those for the Steelers. Well, it's like you and Wes were talking about last week. BPA, BPA, yes. BPA. Just get that best player available. Get someone good. You get someone good to fill in some slot. You know, you, you can worry about the rest. But if you get someone good, then you're winning the battle. Entirely. I, I agree. Thank you. They Thank you. And see, that's how you know Joey listens to the podcast. because he he's, made, he's made multiple podcast episode references while being on the air today. So, uh, so but but that's that that's the whole point here is that don't just lie yourself in being committed to a specific position when you can get a guy who will definitely help you for the next several years. Uh, the Buccaneers did that very well over the past few years. And that's a big reason why Tom Brady uh, you know, was able to go there and enjoy being on a roster that was so full of talent. Uh, and cause you never know. I mean, the Steelers could be in a position where in two years, maybe Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or some quarterback. We don't even, we're not even talking about right now might become available. And they're like, you know what, what if we just, put him on this roster right now and see what happens over the next couple seasons. And, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying that that's definitely what happened, but that gives them flexibility and saying, Hey, during that whole time, we didn't waste a pick on, a, on, on players that, you know, 
weren't that were just there because we needed this position. We kept assembling the best roster that we could with who was coming to us, and now we're ready to do this. So definitely some good stuff there. Uh, Joey, thanks again for coming on this show. This is so great to have you. Congrats again to Scott Pavel for uh, for winning Mock Draft Monday this week. Uh, be sure to get to get your chance to get on get to get your uh, deal get your picks on the show on Mock Draft Monday next at the end of this week on Friday. I'll make the post. You make sure you go in that comment section on the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Um, we're over 1,200 Steelers fans strong there, so more jo- joining every day. Check us out there. But, Joey, thanks again for coming on the show. Please let me know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of what you do. Um, main way to get me is uh, on Twitter. I basically live there, so it's Joey Bag of Donuts, <laughs> VN7F. One thing we did not say, whatever you do, Steelers, and I know you're listening right now, do not draft Mac Jones. <laughs> Please, do not do it. I am begging you. If you do not draft him, this is a successful draft. Just, just do not get that guy. Yeah, it's it, that's one of the funnier things. I guess we'll, we'll talk about that at some point on one of these mock draft monies in more depth. But just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not on the Mac Jones train. If someone wants else wants to pick him in the first round, great. If he works out, awesome. I just, I don't see it being something that 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 that's gonna just automatically work out for you. But like you said. No reason to reach there. Get best player available. And at 24, I doubt that would be him because he's not even a first-round guy for me. But uh, thanks. Do follow Joey. Do subscribe to his podcast. He does a lot of great work there. You guys, thanks very much for listening to the show. And uh, if you want to continue listening, if you're not subscribed already, remember, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere podcasts are hosted. So check us out there. And if you want to help out the show, you can always go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Because when you do both, a five-star review and a positive comment, it really helps us out, get the word out about what we're doing and helps get us get get our name out there a little bit more. And if you do that, you will get a shout out at the end of the show. So thanks again to all those who have done that. Be back in your ears tomorrow with a Tony Tuesday with Tony Serino back on the air.